Well, in our gospel reading this morning, we see Jesus as the divine healer, the divine physician, ready to offer the gift of healing to a man with leprosy who approaches him with great faith. This morning, my brothers and sisters, we learn a beautiful lesson about how Jesus wants to heal each of us in our places of deepest woundedness. The first reading that was proclaimed this morning from Leviticus, we see how leprosy in Old Testament times made someone unclean. The leper, once declared unclean, was forced to live outside of the community, outside of the camp, and not only that, but to announce to everyone who approached this person that I'm unclean, don't come near me, stay away. And in that time, they really believed that when someone had an affliction like this, it was caused by their sins. So there was kind of a double thing there. Not only did they have this horrible disease, but they imagined that it was because they or someone in their family had committed a great sin. Well, in our modern day, we might compare this sore of leprosy and the declaration of someone as being unclean to the idea of what I call public sin. Now, public sin is is different from the sins that most of us commit. Most of our sins are private. We know about them, God knows about them, and that's the extent of it. But a public sin is different. If we open the newspaper today, we're probably going to read some stories about people who have been arrested and charged with crimes. Their sins are no longer private. They are public. And so there's a sense in which this public sin is a little bit more difficult for people to deal with because everybody knows about it. In our society, we can find people who have public sin, who have offended against us, in correctional facilities, in jails and prisons, and we separate them from society. Their sin is public. It's known to everyone. And this exile from the community, this separation, is intended to be a punishment for them, a way for them to think about what they have done and hopefully to be rehabilitated so they can come back into society and be productive members. Well, most of you know that I'm assigned um, to corrections ministry as part of my assignment for the archdiocese. And so I'm regularly going into prisons and jails and meeting sometimes one-on-one with people who have committed offenses. I'm going to tell you a quick story this morning about a man that I met a few weeks ago. I'd been out at a prison and I did a communion service, a word and communion service. And on that particular evening, I preached about fear. We were talking about fear and how fear is not of God and fear can kind of overtake us. And after the service was over and I was shaking hands as the uh, men came out of the chapel, I met a man named Mark. And I had not encountered Mark before. And he stopped to talk to me. He wanted to tell me his story. Well, Mark was a drug addict and had gotten into criminal trouble, as many drug addicts do, because of his addiction. So he needed to commit crimes in order to support his drug habit. And he ended up going to prison. Well, Mark did his prison sentence, and upon discharge from prison, he was sent to a halfway house, kind of a place in between prison and going back into society, intended to rehabilitate the person further. And Mark completed his prison sentence. He completed his halfway house 
sentence and was then a free man. He was released. And Mark talked to me about this idea of fear. And what happened for Mark is that upon his release from the halfway house, he began to be overcome with fear. He was worried about where he was going to sleep, how he was going to eat, what he was going to do, how he was going to make his way. And so because that fear, that wound of fear in his heart overtook him, he committed another offense. And that's how I encountered him back at the prison again. And he realized through his reflection and, and through the homily and God's word how powerful this fear was. And you know, the sad thing about this story is that his family, after this happened and he was back in prison, his family told him, Mark, we weren't going to let you suffer. We weren't going to leave you out there. We were going to take care of you. We had a plan for this. And he didn't know that. And so he sabotaged his probation and ended up back in prison again. Just an example sometimes of how our woundedness can be so powerful in our lives. Well, in our gospel story today, the man with leprosy approaches Jesus with a bold statement. He knows that Jesus can heal him, and he says, If you wish, you can make me clean. And Jesus heals him because of that great faith. My brothers and sisters, are you and I bold enough to bring our deepest wounds, our deepest hurts, and our deepest sins to Jesus and allow him to heal us? And that might be a really good reflection for each of us as we approach this Lenten season to think about those places in our lives that we haven't fully given over to the Lord and allowed him to come in and bring his healing. Well, the leper in our gospel story kneels before Jesus. He falls at his feet and he begs him for the healing that he wants. He expects that healing to happen. He says those words, if you wish, Lord, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretches out his hand and says those words, be made clean, I do will it, be made clean. And instantly, that disease was cured. I don't know if anyone here has ever had a terrible affliction like this man who had leprosy, but we can only imagine what that must have felt like in that moment to be healed, to be freed from this horrible disease that was not only a physical affliction, but was causing him to be separated from the community because of this idea of being unclean. Well, as I reflected on this gospel passage, I thought, boy, this looks a lot like our experience of reconciliation, doesn't it? When we go into that confessional and we bring Jesus all of our dirty laundry, all of the things that we have done, the ways in which we have offended God and offended our brothers and sisters, and we receive absolution from the hands of the priest as he prays that beautiful prayer over us and frees us from those sins in Jesus' name. And then the Holy Spirit comes powerfully in that moment and brings healing. In every act of confession, there is healing from the Holy Spirit. So we don't walk away the same way that we walked into that confessional. Confession restores our relationship with God and heals us. I don't know about you, but sometimes I resist that healing. Sometimes I think God wants to heal me and he might be pointing out some places in my life where he wants to do that, and I'm not quite ready to go there yet. 
You know, there's a beautiful story in John's Gospel, chapter 13, that we read on Holy Thursday, the story when Jesus ties the towel around his waist and washes the feet of his disciples. A beautiful act of humility. And we know that in Jesus' time, the feet were probably the dirtiest part of the body. These uh, folks were traveling around in sandals. They were walking in dust and dirt and clay. And by the end of the day, their feet were filthy, right? And so the job of washing someone's feet was a job that was even beneath most servants. It was a very, very lowly thing to do. And Jesus took that lowest place to wash the feet of his disciples. And as we know from the story, he gets to Peter and Peter says, no, no, Lord, you you can't wash my feet. And Jesus says, if I don't wash you, you will have no share with me. Peter resists that invitation that Jesus offers to go to the dirtiest place and do some cleaning and do some healing. How many of us can identify with Peter at different points in our life where we're holding something that we don't even think we can bring to God? Sometimes you and I think we are the source of our own healing. We don't want to bother God with this problem. We're maybe embarrassed or ashamed, so we allow that embarrassment or shame to keep us from the healing that he wants to bring. Sometimes it's pride that keeps us from falling to our knees and begging God for the healing that we need in our lives. Jesus takes the role of a servant in that beautiful moment at the Last Supper and washes the feet of his disciples. In accepting that act of Jesus washing their feet, they are opening themselves to the healing that he brings. That foot washing wasn't just about cleaning dirty feet. There was much more to it than that. My brothers and sisters, Jesus invites us to open the door of our hearts to the places of deepest hurt, deepest pain, and deepest sin. Will you and I allow Jesus to wash our feet as we go into this Lenten season? Jesus wants to enter those dark places in our lives and bathe our wounds in his precious blood and dry our tears with a towel around his waist. Jesus wants to heal our leprosy as only the divine physician can bring that healing. He knows exactly where our wounds are and he knows exactly how to bring that healing. The man suffering from leprosy in our gospel story today begged Jesus to heal him, and he was healed because of his great faith. As you and I approach this altar this morning and receive the very body and blood of our precious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, let us open our hearts to those places where Jesus wants to heal us, and let us allow Jesus to wash our feet. Amen?